Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host. We are delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We are truly grateful for our listeners worldwide who tune in live and on demand. We have a marvelous show today, Free Your Joy with Lisa McCourt. Are you looking for joy in the distant future after reaching certain milestones? Are you a prisoner of negative emotions? Do you feel worthy of a joyful life? Joy is love and an expression of an awakened heart. Rumi quotes, when you do things from your soul, you feel a river moving in you, a joy. And being in this natural state increases health, cognitive function, emotional competence, and reduces stress. So we can experience joy in our daily lives, however many are stuck in regret, life challenges, obsession with the past, preoccupation with the future. But being in joy is loving, nurturing, and caring for yourself. And our Guest today, our amazing guest, Lisa McCourt, has helped millions of people around the world find their way out of darkness to rediscover their innate being. And she will show us just how to free our joy. And her training provides the most effective, streamlined processes available for accessing and maintaining consistent, authentic joy and inner peace. Founder of Joy School, she's helped people raise their joy set points regardless of what is happening and offers a unique approach to joy and emotional wellness. Best-selling author of many books, selling 9 million copies, including uh, her book, Free Your Joy, The 12 Keys to Sustainable Happiness, Lisa is the host of the Vibration Elevation podcast, Do Joy. She says, learning about joy is one thing, but it's the doing that actually shifts your energy. Joy is not an elusive fantasy to be chased. It is simply a skill to be learned, practiced, and mastered. I just love that. So if you feel depleted, disconnected, depressed, and isolated from many of the things that made you happy, Lisa can show us the way with sustainable life-altering principles of vibration elevation that she's taught for 20 years through her joy school to bring lasting peace and fulfillment. So now I am honored to welcome and bring forth our outstanding guest, Lisa McCourt, on our show today, Free Your Joy. Welcome, Lisa. 
Oh my goodness. Thank you, beautiful <laughs> friend. I love what you're about in the world. And thank you, Lisa, uh, for being a guest here today on such an empowering topic. And we're surely ready to uh, free our joy. And I must just share, I had the honor and pleasure to be a guest on your Do Joy podcast, Overcoming Our Stories. And I just loved it. Thank you so much for inviting me on your beautiful Do Joy podcast. Well, I thank you for inviting me. That's how we got started. And now we get to have two different conversations. So that makes it double fun. Yes. Well, Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself. What what inspired your work? Was there a time when you just didn't have that sustainable joy? How did you find it? And here you are now helping others find that greater realm of joy with personal freedom that is so fulfilling. Thank you. So, yeah, I think most of us who do the kind of work that that you and I do, it, it comes from personal experience. It comes from having had a need and having that need filled in such a, an unbelievable way that you just can't believe everyone doesn't see that, oh, all of this is available right over here. And you see people walking around without the joy that is their birthright that could be what they're relaxing into. And you just want to pull back the curtain and show them. So yes, for me, it did definitely come from a place of experience. I think that we all come at it from different angles, depending on what our unique experience was. And and for me, it was this idea that I always knew during dark times of my life, I I didn't have a a background that was very conducive to uh, making a person have a naturally joyful existence, but there was always something inside me that I could kind of fall back into. And I assumed that that was the case for everyone. And then, you know, as you get older and start talking about it, you realize it's not. And then you think maybe I'm really weird. And what is this weird place inside me? And through learning and being introduced to some spiritual reading material, some spiritual teachers, I just became suddenly like completely cognizant that, oh, that's my soul. That's my soul. Okay. And everybody has one, right? There's nobody walking the planet (laughs) without a soul. So what are some ways that we can more reliably tap into that space, find it on the regular, bring it more into the forefront of our lives, because that's where we are naturally joy and bliss and compassion for self and others and love. So I think that that was the angle that that I was able to enter it from. And I have a lot of friends who entered it from different sorts of of experiences, but. Mm, That's so beautiful. And Lisa, you've helped people for over 20 years. And we know now, you know, many feel that the world is upside down. A lot is happening on the world stage. In addition to personal challenges, many people have just simply lost hope or perhaps Lisa looking for joy in all the wrong places that not sustainable. Uh, what what is your message for that? What is this natural joy? And you know how can people really overcome uh, you know these losses and changes and transformative uh, life experiences to really move into that elevation of joy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there are, there are two separate threads. I want to pull <laughs> that commentary on, on what is going on for sure. And that's that we we come 
into this experience so open and just we are pure love. This is how we arrive here. And we'll, we'll talk about this more later, I'm sure. But we start to accumulate obstructions to the joy that we are. And it creates this kind of just a jacked up nervous system. We become on fearful alert for all these perceived dangers and threats. And in recent years on the global stage, there's just been one after another thing that has jacked up that that fear response, that nervous system, that on guard response. And all of that just makes it continually harder and harder to find that place where we are naturally joy and bliss at our at our core essence. That's just how human beings are wired. So that's the one thread. And then you mentioned looking for joy in all the wrong places. <laughs> is what we've been conditioned to do. We've all been taught that once I get this, this, and this out there, the checklist is complete. I have the, the income that I need. I have the partner that I need. I have the home or maybe the accolades, the degrees, whatever it is that we have been conditioned to think, this is what I need out there in order to feel joy inside me. It's a completely backward equation. Nothing out there is ever, ever, ever going to create that lasting connection to the joy that you are inside. We have to learn joy, learn bliss, learn peace within ourselves. And then that's the new energy that we send out that causes all those external pieces to just kind of effortlessly start falling into place. But we don't care as much then because we are <laughs> the joy that we thought they were going to bring us. But it, it is a nice side effect that once we learn the skill of joy, everything out there kind of arranges itself accordingly. I just love that because I know this to be true for myself after my little checklist reaching all those milestones. I'd always felt something was missing. And it was like my soul was like, <laughs> you know, beckoning me to, you know, move to a different level rather than societal expectations or these accomplishments, external accomplishments of what society said would make you happy. And there was this, you know, just emptiness. And, uh, you know, I know that this has brought me to the place where I am today. And I'm grateful for that. For sure. Yes. And it does. It's like everything is a blessing and a curse. Everything has a, a flip side to the coin. So yes, it's true that that many of us, are our drive, our impetus came from possibly not the healthiest, joyful place. And yet then, then we do enjoy the fruits of those labors. So, mm -hmm. And Lisa, this brings me to uh, the crux of our topic here. What is natural joy? <laughs> because, because many people what can I say? I think they have to struggle for it, work for it, make it happen. <laughs> uh, and I love what you talk about in terms of learning it and practicing it, uh, which I don't think people really understand that they have to really do that. So just talk a little bit about natural joy. What is it? What are we really, you know, searching for? Right. So in, in joy school, I've always taught that the joy is your natural state. It's who we all are at our essence, right? The only reason that we're not experiencing ourselves as pure joy on a 24-7 basis is that we've accumulated these obstructions that sort of uh, just blind us to it. It starts very, very young in our formative years when we're creating our framework for how we are going to navigate life here as a earth being. We learn from our caregivers, from the society that we live in, sometimes our schools or our religion. We start to answer these questions that we come here really, really hungry to answer. What is this place like? 
What is love? What is power? What is money? What is my place in it all? And we're given answers through observation and uh, absorbing absorbing the energies of those around us. And those early, early, early formed beliefs, which are often completely erroneous and based in nonsense because we're babies and we don't have emotional maturity and we don't have logic and we don't have reasoning and we're still in alpha brainwave state where it feels like everything is about us. We form these conclusions that become the framework that we carry through our life for most of us. And this is the framework that our thoughts come through and that our energy that we send out goes through. And for most of us, it's a a very limiting framework and not really designed for the full experience of the joy that we are inside. I've always been in joy school that um, joy is not happiness. They're not the same thing. Happiness is one of the completely valid, natural human emotions that we're here to feel. We all want happiness, nothing wrong with that. But we really wouldn't want to hang out at happiness 24-7. We wouldn't even know we're happy if we didn't have points to <laughs> judge that by. But we can be in joy all the time when we get so accepting of all the natural valid emotions that a human being is here to experience. There can be joy in grief and sadness. There can be a a depth and a poignancy that we can only reach through having our hearts opened in some sort of grieving or sadness situation. There can be a joy and rightness and anger when it helps us to clearly establish our, our boundaries and our worth in the world. So, All of the emotions that we label are unwanted emotions that we try to run away from or hide or suppress or distract ourselves away from can actually be opportunities, joy, when we allow them to move through them, move through us the way they're meant to do, when we just treat them with compassion and respect and and allow them to be there. Mm, Lisa, that's so empowering. It's like finding joy in the grief or finding joy in these unwanted situations. And that's really kind of difficult for people to realize, how can I possibly be joyful when I've lost something? So you're going to get into more strategies and tools to help us really um, uh, get into that elevation of the joy vibration. But one of the things I know that, you know, it's normal for us to have negative emotions from time to time, and it takes practice to attain and sustain joy. But I like to talk a little bit about, especially for our listeners, what inhibits the this natural expression. For example, thoughts. They're with us all the time. And we're and I think we talked about this on, on the show that I was with you on how we're beating ourselves up all the time with our old stories <laughs> and uh, these patterns and thoughts that keep us really hanging out in the lower vibration. So talk about what inhibits it, thought patterns, uh, uh, you know, whatever, just take it from there. (laughs) Okay. So yes, we have that. I call it the ticker tape. The ticker tape is constantly scrolling across our brain of all those thoughts that are crossing our minds. Researchers tell us that we have between 70,000 and 80,000 thoughts per day. And the vast, vast majority of those are the same thoughts we had yesterday and last week and last month and so on. And the research shows that the vast majority are negative thoughts. There are a lot of reasons for that. There's, um, we, we take a lot of our cues from a primitive part of our brain just because as 
human beings, we've only really existed for a tiny blip in the history of, you know, when you consider how, how long um, man has been on the planet and how long the planet has existed even prior to that, this like civilized homo sapien that we consider ourselves to be is just a tiny, tiny, tiny toddler right now. And we still take a lot of our cues from brain programming that was dissolved as or, or created to be a problem solving mechanism. Our brains look for problems. Our brains were designed to be on high alert for survival and a blip ago in history, our survival was threatened on a day-to-day basis by predators, by weather, by disease. We just, we weren't given the luxury of what most of us, at least in our advanced Western societies today, have, which is pretty much our survival is guaranteed on a day-to-day basis. Our brains haven't caught up with that understanding. So our brains are looking for problems, looking for threats, and 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 that keeps us in that kind of jacked up nervous system state that I was talking about. So considering that our brain is designed to find problems, that's one of the reasons that our thoughts are so negative. They say that 50% of our uh, thought patterns are genetic, and yet that doesn't mean that they're in, unchangeable, thanks to mm-hmm. genetics and Lots of recent research, we know that we can change our thinking patterns even when they are genetic. Research shows that only 10% of our happiness is actually due to our circumstances. And that's crazy because most of us put all of our effort and energy and focus into changing those external circumstances so that we can be happy. But it really is an inside job. Yes. So taking control of those thoughts, or at least becoming the observer of those mm-hmm. thoughts is a really powerful step. Wow, that's wonderful, Lisa, because we're in survival mode instead of thriving. But right now, it's time for us to take a quick commercial break. So stay tuned for more on Free Your Joy with Lisa McCord. She's the founder of The Joy School, author of Free Your Joy, The 12 Keys to Sustainable Happiness. Uh, She's the host of the Do Joy podcast, and we have a real treat in our next segment as Lisa share some of her practical foundational tools for elevating joy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. 
Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love. And enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascension.com library.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our outstanding guest, Lisa McCourt. She's the founder of The Joy School, host of Do Joy Podcast, author of many books, including Free Your Joy, The 12 Keys to Sustainable Happiness. And Lisa, thank you so much. And the 
uh, first segment kind of laying the foundation about what inhibits joy, uh, what is natural joy. And I love for us to kind of move into what is the concept for of joyful living so that we can get a picture of what that looks like and feels like. Yeah, sure. I think more than anything, it's it's a laying down of the arms. I think mm-hmm. we we live so protected and we think that that's keeping us safe. We've been trained up once again to, to think that we have to keep our eye on the ball at all times because that's how we're going to stay, stay protected and safe from all these things out there that want to get us. And that's just not conducive to the joy that we are. That's not a, a joyful place to live from. Albert Einstein said that the most important question you could ask yourself is, is it a friendly or unfriendly universe? And people have misconstrued his meaning of you know that question, but it's it's very clear to those of us who know how, how metaphys- metaphysically minded Albert Einstein was. The answer to that question determines everything in your experience. If you believe it's a hostile world, you're going to live in a hostile world that is completely doable to create here. If you believe it's a friendly world, a friendly universe, you're going to live in a friendly world because our beliefs and expectations are always creating our experiences 100% of the time. And it's always the energy that we're sending out. One of my joy schoolers in a recent meditation saw an image of a person covered in scales like reptile scales and and Mm. one, one letting the scales just fall away to reveal this beautifully tender, vulnerable person underneath there. And that's really what a joyful life is, is just walking through the world without all that protection, without all those scales and, and trusting and knowing that it's a friendly universe. Mm, what a vision. <laughs> and, you know, when you mentioned about, uh, I guess earlier we were talking about our thoughts and how to transform that. And, you know, just what you talked about, it's like how we can gather a collection of thoughts about hostility, how the world is hostile. And all day you can be obsessed with that. And you really bring more of that forward. So uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing that beautiful you know, vision, uh, because that's something that I think we can relate to. How do we let the scales just fall away, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, really uh, let that joy radiate uh, from within. And Lisa, you talk a lot about the joy set point. Uh, What is that? Yeah, every one of us has just a spot of homeostasis where our joy is always going to come to rest. We get days where it's bumped up or weeks or months, and then we have days or weeks or months where we dip down beneath it. But we're always going to kind of be cycling back to whatever level of joy and happiness we learned very early on is meant to be ours, right? We absorb this messaging again from our caregivers, from our community, from our environment. We all go through life expecting a certain level of joy and and we might want and crave and say that we are trying to create more joy and happiness, but it, we're always going to kind of level off at that default setting until we learn the skills for taking control of it and elevating it to a new calibration where we're still going to have good and bad days. It's just going to level off at a much, much, much higher, more joyful place. Mm, I like that. And Lisa, I think earlier I mentioned how many of us are kind of preoccupied with the the future, well, preoccupied with the past, obsessed with the future, not being present. How does being present help with 
this joy set point because we're not really in the present moment if we're obsessed with the past and future. 100%. Yeah, it has a lot to do with it. Almost always in a moment where you can identify that, that there's some suffering going on, if you really look objectively at your current moment experience, the, the suffering is one of mental suffering. There's no, usually, you know, unless you're lying there on a bed of nails being tortured, usually the moment that we're in does not contain any suffering. Our suffering is a mental projection based on beliefs we formed in the past or anxiety over things that we're projecting into the future. We usually are having pretty much a opportunity for peace in the present moment. So yeah, that's definitely a skill to, to build. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, there are many out there who perhaps don't feel worthy of joy. You know, maybe there's some regrets or they're dealing with loss. I really don't need to to be joyful. I've just experienced a loss or I've done something that I've regretted. Uh, how it's, to share with us uh, uh, importance of self-love and self-worth as it pertains to, you know, just living in joy as our natural birthright. Yeah, for sure. We can never... Our manifestations can never outrun our deep down belief in our own deservingness. If you look around at your present circumstances, your present life, most of us have created a mixed bag, right? We all have things that we can say like, wow, I'm so grateful for this beautiful home that I live in, or I'm so grateful for this friendship that I made, or you know, this, this career that pays my bills. We all have things we've created that were created from our soul lessons, from our our source that wants us to have an abundant, joyful, beautiful life always. And most of us, because we're human creatures, can look around and say, ooh, that, you know, I, I wish I hadn't created that. And we have to take responsibility for having created all of it without any judgment. And those are the places where it's just showing us where there's some unhealed frequency within us. That's not a creation from our soul essence. That's not something that was ever really ours. There's just some unhealed belief, going back to that that framework, joy pushers like me talk a lot about trauma and trauma can be intrusive form of trauma. Like most of us would, would think of that word, something happened that shouldn't have. There was some mental abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. There was a, something that happened when our wide open hearts were just expecting nothing but love and joy and wonderfulness. And there was a rupture in that expectation based on something that that shouldn't have taken place. That's one form of trauma. The other form that I see is so, 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 so common. And a lot of people with this form of trauma would look back and say, no, my childhood was perfect. And that's the lack of attunement. Mm. Often we're our, our soul essence, the, the truth of who we are, feels neglected and not attuned to. And it's not that we had bad parents. They might've provided for all of our external needs in the most generous ways possible. Parents today have this desire to want their kids to be better always. We have to make them competitive in this competitive world. And so the child just gets so much messaging that who they naturally are is not okay, is not enough, that we have to always be trying and pushing ourselves to be something that we're not and what really facilitates the the full expression of a joyful human would be a, an incredibly 
high consciousness environment where they're just attuned to with compassion and curiosity for who are you blossoming to be? A child who feels absolutely no pressure to be more introverted or more extroverted or more feminine or more masculine or more like mom and dad or not like mom and dad. A child who has just given the freedom to be exactly who they are is not going to develop these obstructions that most of us had. It's just that's a really rare childhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most of us, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's so empowering for parents and children, but go ahead. You know, the comparison, comparing ourselves to others and, you know, just be yourself and accepting people for where they are and, you know, encouraging those uh, natural talents and gifts to bloom and blossom. Right. And and again, it's not that we had horrible parents. Most of us just did not have parents who themselves came uh, came equipped with that yes. facility, that level of presence because of the way that they were brought up, right? We're always just passing on habits until we take the conscious work to to sort of change up where we are in our consciousness. And then we can break those patterns and, and bring something, you know, to new generations. But most of us are walking around with a boatload of shame. Shame is one of those things that some of us can say, oh yeah, I have, I have a little shame around this or that on a conscious level. But most people I've worked with, once we start digging around has a lot, a lot, a lot of shame that we don't acknowledge and is not on a conscious level. And that's really keeping our joy at bay. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful point, the shame and the blame. And Lisa, this kind of moves us into your tools (laughs) and strategies to share with our listeners. So feel free to go ahead to free our joy. Yeah. So one of of the first things that I always have joy schoolers do, it's one of the first steps in the book is to start becoming the observer of the ticker tape, right? Those thoughts that go through our minds, we have to really first intellectually understand how arbitrary and weird and repetitive and kind of absurd those thoughts are because our tendency is to buy into the ticker tape. Our tendency is to identify really strongly with the thoughts that cross our brain. We think that is telling us who we are and thoughts are really not a representation of who we are at our core essence. It's just a representation of those early form beliefs that we had. All of the experiences that we're having are coming through the filter of those beliefs that we formed when we were babies and really did not have uh, objective logic and emotional maturity. So when we start observing our thoughts, when we get that little bit of distance from them, we can start to gently question them, see which ones we want to subscribe to, which ones we want to cancel our subscriptions to. And we start acknowledging and noticing how all of our feeling states are really coming from the thoughts, the ticker tape. They're not coming from what's actually happening out there. It's like an event happens and then it crosses through the filter of our perception and that creates our feeling around it. Right, Because nothing out there really has the power to affect our emotions until it crosses through our perception filter. And that lets us just, a lot of the negative feelings will kind of fall away just from that understanding. But we have to also understand that feelings are real, right? Even though our thoughts are based in kind of bold doo-doo that we learned, learned early on and aren't really all that reliable or substantial, our feelings are very real because most of us have a bunch of stored pockets of emotion from times earlier in our lives when 
a feeling was maybe too big for us to process. It was it was bringing on too much of a rush of those those brain chemicals that get produced by our uncomfortable feelings. And so we didn't allow it to move through us as feelings are meant to do, and they get stuck. And we have these pockets of repressed emotion. And then when something out there in the world bumps up against us, triggers us, if it matches the frequency of one of those stored pockets of energy, we're going to feel triggered. We're going to feel reactive. Everybody knows that experience of maybe like having a bigger reaction than the situation seems to warrant. It's just because of those stored pockets of energy. So once we start being able to be super, super compassionate around all of our feelings, then we move into more advanced tools of what we call our feel to heal practices, where we just allow that that stored energy to move through us and be released. And then we don't have those same trigger buttons anymore. Mm, that is very powerful. So very powerful. Being aware. And, uh, you know, I love what you say. Are there any reflective questions that we can ask ourselves before we go on break? As we oh, kind of sure. distance ourselves from these these thoughts or things that yeah. trigger these negative emotions, just shortly before we go on break, oh, we can continue after break. Yeah, one of the earliest ones that I always have people do is some of my joy schoolers will actually set their phones to go off at, at the right intervals where it won't interrupt their work schedule or anything. But at least three or four times a day, you want to stop, go quiet, and ask, "Darling, what are you feeling?" Hmm. And you know, using terms of endearment for ourselves, a lot of my joy schoolers simply cannot do it in the beginning, but it's a practice. And why wouldn't you treat yourself with that level of tenderness and care that you give to your closest loved ones? Darling, what are you feeling? And then without any judgment, you just want to notice your tendency to judge your feelings or push aside your feelings or try to tell yourself what you should be feeling instead of acknowledging what's really there. And then you say, darling, what do you need? Because so often it's so easy to meet our own needs. Maybe we just need to open the window and get some fresh air. Maybe we need a cup of tea and and give yourself, if you can, what you need. And then, darling, what would you love? And then just Mm. allow your imagination to go to some dreamy place. Maybe you'd love something that you're able to grant yourself. Maybe you come aware of a desire that feels impossible to meet at this time, but still letting our attention go to what we would love and acknowledging our soul's desires. That Mm. opens the portal to to them being able to be delivered to go Mm. with the universe. I love that. To get in the habit of talking to yourself gently and sweetly with reflective and introspective questions. Well, uh, Lisa, it's time and for our listeners, it's time for us to take a brief commercial break. Stay tuned for more on Free Your Joy with our outstanding guest, Lisa McCourt, founder of The Joy School, host of Do Joy Podcast, author of many books, including Free Your Joy, The Twelfth keys to sustainable happiness don't go away we'll be right back voice america is on your favorite smart speaker if you have alexa or google home go ahead and give us a try hey alexa play finding your frequency podcast on TuneIn. dr jean marie farish is proud to announce the release of her new book living in the spirit of love our natural state of being available now at balboa press This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. 
Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Announcing Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light Show page. Best selling authors international, news honors best selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. And again, if you're just joining us, we are with our outstanding guest, Lisa McCourt, on our show today, Free Your Joy. Lisa is the founder of the Joy School. She's the host of the Do Joy podcast, author of many books, including Free Your Joy, the 12th keys to sustainable happiness. And during commercial break, Lisa and I were talking about things that we can do to uplift ourselves, connect to the spiritual aspect of ourselves, and to take time for ourselves. And, you know, um, such things as, you know, of course, moving our bodies, exercise, song, dance, doing new things, doing things that you're passionate about. Yeah, uh, trying to get out of the daily habitual regiment of activities uh, uh, from just what surviving to really thriving and discovering ourselves. So, Lisa, what are some things that our listeners can do, you know, during the course of the day or when they make time for themselves to really uplift themselves and free that joy? I mean, you, you just made a, a beautiful list there, and it's going to be so unique to every individual. And I think that the first step is just working on our belief that we deserve to create more joy for ourselves, because mm. that is the first hurdle to overcome. We do have that tendency, and I'm going to say especially women, because that's just sort of a, a cultural indoctrination to believe that our worth is all about how we serve others, how we serve our children and our families and our communities and and really understanding that that concept that everybody's heard about how you can't give from an empty cup, how we have to fill up our own cups. And we are vibrational beings in a vibrational world. Your energy affects everyone around you every day in every way, from your closest inner circle to the kid making your deli sandwich, to the guy who gets on the elevator you're on. We are always affecting the vibration of others. And the more we can raise our own vibration, the better we're going to be a light in this world so starved of bright, bright lights. So that's the first step. We have to just understand that our joy is important and our joy is the very best thing we can do for our families, our friends, our communities, and the world was Geta who said, if everybody swept to their own doorstep, the whole world would be clean. (laughs) All beautiful analogy. And then just spend some quiet time looking into what are the things already in my life that bring me joy, that put me in that flow state where time just disappears, where I'm just in my, my essence, in my natural joy. Build more of those things into your life. It's so simple, but I I sometimes tell my joy schoolers, okay, we're all taking out our calendars right now. In your calendar, the way that you would write down an appointment with your most important client or your child's teacher or whatever you write appointments about in your calendar, make it appointments, schedule them in everywhere that you see an opportunity for you to do this thing or this list of top five or 10 things that bring you joy. And then honor that appointment with yourself in the same way that you would honor an appointment with your most important client. What sort of message are you giving your consciousness if you 
honor your appointments with others and disregard the appointments that you make with yourself. That's one way to just kind of keep ourselves doing that. And then make a list of the things that drain you, the activities that drain you, the people that drain you, and then look for ways to outsource that, you know, if possible to delegate some of the things that you just know you absolutely don't like doing if you notice your energy dip every time you have to take the garbage out? Is there a child in your family who is old enough to take on the responsibility of taking the garbage out? You know, it really <laughs> yes. is like a, a simple, simple set of instructions, but but that's the way to do it is just to see what it is for you. Cause it's going to be different for all of us, what drains us and what replenishes us. And Lisa, I love what you said. You know, the first order of business is know that you are deserving of joy. <laughs> And I love what you said about set appointments with yourself. Find out what you enjoy doing. What what gives you that passion? Uh, what really uh, is aligned with your soul? And delegate things to other people. I love that. So for our listeners, you know, take note of that. That is, those are some beautiful, empowering uh, techniques. That that's very simple and easy to put into practice. Lisa, tell us about the Joy School, your 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 Joy School. Oh, thank you, love. Yeah, Joy School has had a lot of configurations over the many years that I've been doing what I call my Joy Trainings. But for the last four or five years, or I don't even know how long, it's been small online groups that meet regularly. We meet four times per month with different uh different times because of different time zones and different work schedules so that there's always some meetings that you can make each month. And we apply the principles that I write about in that book. The the book was based on my joy trainings and we support one another and bringing them into our lives. You spoke at, you know, to this point in the beginning of this episode, Gene, how we all it's not about learning a new thing about joy. It's not about having that epiphany or insight. Those create delicious little aha moments, but it's really about then how we take that understanding and integrate it into our day-to-day. That's what's going to elevate our joy set point. And it's a matter of repetition and commitment because we're habitual creatures and habits aren't known for being really quick or easy to break, right? But they can be broken. And the support of a loving community is a huge, huge, huge accelerator in our ability to break longstanding habits and incorporate new ones. And it's just a very, very loving space for attunement. It's really a place to that that lack of attunement that I addressed earlier is, is where the obstructions to our joy came from. And it's through attunement with a loving, safe space that we can dissolve the obstructions. So it's really just a, a, a well that we come to again and again to continue the healing and continue dropping away those scales so that we can have more joy in our lives. Mm, The Joy School, that is so beautiful. Uh, You help people. Well, it's it's an opportunity for people to be seen, heard, honored, uh, an opportunity to share. uh, And I think now more than ever, people need that support network that supportive place, that space where they can really explore, be who they are, and really share, be authentic. And your joy school really offers that. You know, there's so many people living alone, uh, have felt the loss of loved ones. So uh, if you are inspired, uh, or if this resonates with you, connect to Lisa's uh, uh, joy school. How would one uh, connect, Lisa? 
It's all at my website, which is my name, Lisa, L-I-S-A, McCourt, M-C-C-O-U-R-T.com. The podcast is there. Joy School is there. I have a free event once a month for Joy School, like an open house event where I have a guest teacher. And yeah, I just wanted to say, Jean, you're, you're right about so many people are alone in the world. And what is sort of heartbreaking and very, very common too is people who are surrounded by people who have a big family or a bridge club or golf buddies, and they still feel yes. so isolated and alone because they've been going through life with all that armor. It's so nurturing to have a place where you can drop all that armor and just really be who you are. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for being on Love Life today with your empowering message, practical tools to help us free our joy. And for our listeners, connect with Lisa Visit her website to go deeper, tune into her uh, Do Joy podcast. It will change your life. Listen back on demand to our show and share with others. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, thank you so much. I always enjoy you so much. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, listeners, you can access my YouTube channel, Love Light Living, for video shorts that will inspire you to strengthen and embody the practice of love in your daily life. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. In my article, Why You Should Embrace the Joy of Ordinary Moments, published in Savannah East, I highlight, be alert, be open, be accepting, be simple, be loving. So we must be watchful, vigilant in our everyday life. The best moments are now. Look for them. Be present. Be grateful. Do what you love. Love what you do. Spend the time to nurture yourself. Lose yourself in these very special, ordinary moments that may never come again. This is Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.